This is DW News live from Berlin. The U.S. president has ordered the military to shoot down an unidentified object over Alaska. The White House saying that it was traveling at a high altitude and posed a threat to civilian aircraft. But it could not say whether it was similar to the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down last week. Also coming up, against all odds, after being trapped 100 hours, a woman is rescued from the earthquake rubble. She was pulled out alive days after earthquakes flattened parts of Turkey and Syria. Hopes of finding more survivors are fading as the death toll has surpassed 23,000. I'm Brent Koff. It's good to have you with us. The U.S. military has shot down an unidentified object over Alaska following orders from President Biden. U.S. officials did not say whether it was a balloon similar to the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down last week off the coast of South Carolina. They also said that they don't know who owns this object or where it originated. The White House gave an update just a short while ago. Take a listen. In the case today, we're talking about uh, an object. Again, we don't know a lot about it, but, uh, but that at its altitude represented a potential threat to the safety of flying customers, uh, you know, civil air traffic. Based on your broad and deep experience, who do you think might own or have flown this thing in the air? I have no idea. Good morning. All right, let's go to our correspondent, Sumisa Muscanda. She is covering this story for us in Washington. Sumi. Yeah, um, nerves very jittery in the United States after what happened last week. We, we know the U.S. has shot down an object over Alaska. What more do we know? Well, the Pentagon has also delivered an update, Brent, that we were following. So we're getting bits and pieces of information on what's happened. According to the Pentagon, this was a U.S. fighter jet that shot down this object at 1.45 p.m. Eastern time. So that's just before 8 p.m. there where you are in Berlin. This object was flying at around 40,000 feet, and it was deemed to be a reasonable risk to civilian aircraft. That is because some civilian aircraft do fly at around that altitude. It was also shot down just off the coast of Alaska near the border with Canada, and it was actually downed Brent over ice, so frozen waters. Uh, recovery efforts are underway, according to the Pentagon, and they do expect that recovery should be easier than the Chinese spy balloon you, you referenced that was downed off uh, the East Coast last week off open waters. Mm. And the object had crossed over into U.S. airspace when it was shot down. You mentioned the president uh, ordered this object to be shot down. We don't know when those orders came in, but we have heard um, that this object was first detected Thursday evening. They then sent up fighter jets to uh, see what they could determine, and they came to the determination that this one's an unmanned object, and then they made the decision uh, to shoot it down, and it was uh, indeed an F-22 uh, fighter jet that took it down off the um, coast of Alaska. But we don't know what the object was, Brent, and who was behind mm. it or what was behind it. Yeah, and we are getting information that the object um, was about the size of a car, not the size of three buses that was used to describe the, the spy balloon, the alleged spy balloon that was shot down last week. I mean, are there any indications um, that we know of that this object could be connected to China, that it could be another spy balloon. 
You know, Brent, I think it's interesting that both the White House and the Pentagon really have gone to great lengths here to make clear that this is not the same as that spy balloon that caused such a diplomatic crisis uh, last week. They said, as you said, this was much smaller. It wasn't the same shape as that spy balloon either. And they have no information, as I mentioned, to release on uh, who is behind it. And the Pentagon said in their briefing that, um, to their knowledge, uh, they had not been in touch with their Chinese counterparts yet. So that would also mark you know, a difference to that incident last week. But of course, people are making comparisons, drawing comparisons, because the Chinese spy balloon incident captured much of the country mm. uh, and, as I said, caused a diplomatic crisis. And at the same time as this object, as we're learning, has been uh, shot down, um, the Pentagon still is going through recovery and analysis efforts on that Chinese spy balloon. They said they learned a lot about China's spying operations, that it is part of a global fleet of spy balloons. Again, we don't know if this object is even That's a balloon right. or, or what is behind it, but certainly the shadow of that spy balloon, that yeah. incident is going is, is cast over here in the U.S., and President Biden is under a lot of pressure still to explain why that spy balloon last week was able to cross a, a, the country and, yeah. and uh, get information on sensitive military sites, perhaps. Uh, Republicans have said that he looked weak in the face of China. So I think it's safe to yeah. say that that at least, at least played some role in yeah. the decision to shoot down this object off the coast of Alaska, whatever it was. Yeah, whatever it was. Maybe we will find out something today. Our correspondent, Sumi Sumiskanda, with the latest from Washington. Sumi, thank you. The number of people killed in those earthquakes in Turkey and Syria has now passed 23,000. Rescue teams are fighting to free those who are still trapped and may still be alive under the rubble. Several people were saved on Friday in Turkey's hard-hit Hatay province, but hopes of finding large numbers of survivors four days after these major earthquakes, those hopes are fading. DW witnessed a German rescue team save a woman in an operation that lasted more than 50 hours. Deep under the rubble, trapped beneath layers of concrete, here in the town of Kirikon is 40-year-old Zeynep. She's been trapped under this debris for days now. But there is hope she will make it out alive. A complex mission to free her is underway, involving a team of German rescuers. And using drills and specialist equipment, they've been able to cut a path to her. On the surface, sitting amongst the rubble, is Zubeide, Zeynep's younger sister. She's been here since Monday, waiting and worrying. And in a desperate attempt to give her sister the strength she needs to keep going, Zubeide bravely heads underground. Later, showing us a video of the moment they shared beneath the rubble. The name Zubeide, okay? Polish. Yeah. Jetzt einmal Ruhe. Ruhe um. Zeynep! 
Aşkım evin neşesi geldi. Sen neredesin? Zeynep is buried very deep under the rubble. I could only hear her voice. I can no longer hold out. Save me, she said. I'm in so much pain. Help me. The rescue team works deep into the night, offering Zebeda all the comfort they can. As they attempt to free her sister. And by the early hours of Friday morning, there's good news. After 50 hours of non-stop work, rescue workers miraculously pull Zainab out alive. She's said to be in stable condition. The relief is overwhelming. We are all just so relieved, so relieved. This woman, she got herself through it. She didn't give up. We are so thankful that she is in this ambulance now. I have no words. The tension was extreme, really, up there. When she was out, I said, now I believe in miracles. After 100 hours fighting for her life, Zainab is free and her sister's desperate wait is finally over. Russia has launched a massive attack on Ukraine's battered civilian infrastructure. Kyiv says that the latest wave of strikes included drones, rockets and cruise missiles, many of which it was able to shoot down. The strikes come as Russia intensifies its offensive in eastern Ukraine. In the city of Zaporizhia, at least 17 missiles were spotted coming down per hour. Russia's latest onslaught has hit with brutal force. This home near Zaporizhia is one of 10 in the area that was damaged amid a wave of missiles across the country. The sheer power of the blast sending a car onto a roof. Local residents are used to the fighting, but say things have escalated drastically. It is obvious that the enemy has intensified his attacks. Within 15 to 20 minutes, there were five or six powerful impacts. We have not experienced anything like this for quite some time. Last time, it was the end of spring, beginning of summer. The attack focused on eastern Ukraine, but air raid sirens in Kyiv forced residents underground as missiles threatened the capital too, students quickly trading the classroom for lessons in a subway station. While Ukrainian forces managed to shoot down 10 missiles over Kyiv, a home was hit. Some of the missiles were said to cross over other countries too. Several Russian missiles flew through the airspace of Moldova and Romania. More proof that terror doesn't know any borders. More proof that the protection of Ukraine is the protection of the whole of Europe and the world, of every country that simply wants to live. Today's missiles are a challenge to NATO, to collective security.
Ukrainian officials have been bracing for a suspected spring offensive by Russia's troops, but as they clean up from this latest barrage, some suspect the escalation has already begun. American football's Super Bowl 57 takes place on Sunday between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Hundreds of millions of people are expected to tune in, and for the first time, two black quarterbacks as well as two brothers will be competing against each other. The stage is set in Arizona for one of the most remarkable Super Bowls yet. It's the first time American football showpiece will have two black starting quarterbacks as Kansas City Chiefs star Patrick Mahomes takes on Jalen Hurts and his Philadelphia Eagles. The significance of the moment is not lost on anyone. Now that's big time history. That's big time history. Um, like I said, it's a historic moment to be uh, on this platform and to give so many others so much inspiration moving forward, telling them that they can do it too. So it's, it's, it's a proud moment. Hurts is in his first Super Bowl. His opposite number, Mahomes, has already lifted the trophy in 2020, but understands why this game is so special. To be lucky enough to be in this position and to play against another great guy like Jalen, it's going to be a special moment, and I'm glad that we're here today, but how can we keep moving forward? And uh, how can we motivate kids that are, are younger that are going to follow their dreams to be a quarterback? It's going to be a special, special day um, and a great football game. Mahomes has struggled with an ankle problem of late, but nothing is going to stop him teaming up with star tight end Travis Kelsey, who will be facing his own brother Jason, a centre for the Eagles. This is also the first Super Bowl since 2017, which was won by the Eagles, where the two number one seeds from the regular season have reached the finale. If that's not enough to whet your appetite, pop star Rihanna will be making her comeback in the halftime show. It's all shaping up to be a Super Bowl like no other. Shining bright like a diamond. All right, this is DW News. Here's a reminder of our top story this hour. More than 23,000 people have now been killed in those earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Rescuers continue to pull people from the rubble alive, defying the odds. But four days after the catastrophic quakes, hopes of finding survivors are slowly beginning to fade. And Ukraine says that Russia has launched a massive attack on the country's battered civilian infrastructure. Kyiv says the latest wave of strikes included drones, rockets and cruise missiles. It comes as Russia ramps up its offensive in eastern Ukraine with forces backed by fighter jets. You're watching DW News. Stephen Beardsley is up next with our business report. Have a good weekend, everybody.